Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Running. Berto is your host. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. I got three important videos on the gun issue. You know, I, I think this is such an important issue. We have to hold it by the horns and go with it. Good afternoon, Yvette Avery Herod. How lost Yvette? Sir, whoa, let me let me see what we were talking about. What are we talking about? Uh, okay, how is everybody doing? I hadn't heard about Yvette. Uh, please let me know what's going on. There's something I missed. Uh, if, if there's something I missed, help me out, guys. Help me out here. Uh, Michael Rudden says, today with family in park. Such a beautiful afternoon. See you tomorrow. Wide Awake is in the house. Hello, Wide Awake. Paul Fleming Sr., welcome aboard. Hello from Bridge MCP. Lee Grant says, hey, y'all, how are you doing? Bridge MCP, thumbs up, peeps. Robert Davenport is in the house. Robert, I need you to touch bases with me if you're listening to Instant Message. I, I, I need to get something from you. Uh, let's see. Melanie Keelan is in the house from Barcelona, Spain. How are you doing, uh, our beautiful Melanie from Barcelona? Uh, I, 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 uh, guys, score me up, please. John Cotter is in the house. Hello, everyone in the Politics Done Right world. And later on, I'll be seeing you tonight, John Cutter, to listen to that great, great person on speaking on the right and much, much other stuff tonight at the, I can't remember her name, but it's going to be a great program that you guys are having at the Humble Democratic uh, Club, whom you are the chairperson of, the president of. Hell of a job that you do. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Dev Dennis says, so, well, let's see. What else have we got here? What else have we got here? Uh, Yvette Avery Herod, or beautiful Yvette is in the house. I, I guess I need some scoring up. Nancy Young is going to be coming. That's correct. Uh, let's see. John Carter says, hello, everybody. Uh, Eric says, you like this, right? I don't know what you're talking about. But anyhow, Deb Denny says, so far we have five SCOTUS members definitely identified with financial ethics violations and two questionables for conflicts of interest, Kagan and Brown Jackson left. You're not going to find anything on, on Jackson because, again, she knows how she's scrutinized. And you're not going to see anything on Kagan because also you know how Kagan is scrutinized. On the other one, Sotomayor and her book, I don't know if I call the Sotomayor book a conflict of interest, given that that contract is already signed. Uh, now, let's see. E2247 salutes us all and going to continue. Anyhow, folks, how was everybody's weekend? I trust it was all fine. Of, except, of course, for what we hear once again, nine killed in Texas. And this one was particularly heinous. I mean, the one in Cleveland, of course, was heinous. AR, uh, AR 15 and everybody jumping into uh, the, you know, into the um, into the house and shooting people up. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But what happened in in Allen? The guy jumps out of the car. He shouts, hey. And as soon as people turned around to see where the hay came from, he gunned them down, machine gun style. Just regular people head into the mall. This, the blood on the hands, I continue to state, because we have policies that once got rid of these guns, maybe he would have had a handgun or something else that that people get a chance to run a little bit faster away from what and, and, and die less quickly based on what an AR-15 has, does to, to one's organs, one's bones, right? But no, these Republican politicians continue to 
to dilly dally without attempting to do anything to solve the problem. The blood of the hundred plus people in Texas alone since Governor Abbott has been the governor. Over a hundred people have died since Governor Abbott has been the governor of Texas in these mass shootings, exacerbated by the policies of the Republican Party in Texas. And this is for every red state that prevents there to be policies to take these guns out of circulation. Not only take these, these weapons of war out of circulations, but mandate better screening policies from those who have guns. We won't, we won't give a blind person, a mentally impaired person, a license to drive, but they have a right to drive. We won't give them uh, in uh, it, uh, just absolute. Yes. Uh, oh, wow. I didn't know that one. I didn't know that one. But anyhow, it is so important. It is so important. You see, Breach, and that's what happens with Democrats. If you tell me that an ad came out for the governor on one of my programs, which I had no control over, how comes an ad for, uh, for Biden hadn't been showing out? You know why Biden is down in the polls? Because they're not doing the work, I'll tell some stories about how we as Democrats spend our money compared to how Republicans spend their money for a better effect, you know. But anyhow, the age was 33. I don't know what that matters. But anyhow, um, so anyhow, let's go ahead and continue. But he, you know what? He had mental problems. He was still able to secure AR-15. I want you to listen to, um, before I get any further, I want you to listen to... Katie Turr, because she gets the sentiment of what the American people. Oh, it's an ad against him about the guns law. Okay, I'm great it was one against him because sometimes others would kind of slip into, uh, into our feet as well. Anyhow, uh, yes, John Carter points out that a Republican will be expelled. Slayton will be expelled from the Texas House tomorrow because he gave some liquor to a 19-year-old subordinate and pretty much uh, had his way with her. Yeah, that's the Family Values Party, baby. The Family Values Party in action in Austin. They want to control. I, I bet if this young lady had gotten pregnant, he wouldn't have wanted the laws that he's trying to pass an abortion passed. But you know how it goes. You know how it goes. Anyhow, let's go ahead and do the first video, and then we'll take it on the other side. Katie Turr gets exactly the sentiment of the American people. And she, just like uh, Jen Psaki did yesterday, she personalized it like how too few journalists, too few hosts are able to do it using their own kids. Her babysitter, feel, uh, who's going to be with her kid at home when both her and her husband, she and her husband, or out doing their jobs, knowing that she wants to walk the kids in the park, but she's scared. She wants to go on the subway, but she's scared. She wants to go to the supermarket. That is what terrorism does. That's what domestic terrorism does. And this is nothing more than Republican Party sanctioned terrorism on the American people with the policies they effect with guns. It is a terrorist act on the part 
of the Republican Party. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Gun Violence Archive has logged 201 mass shootings across the country so far this year. That is 201 mass shootings in 128 days. So what are we doing about it? Joining me now is Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy. Senator, thanks for being here. I'll tell you about the conversation I had as I was leaving my house this morning with my um, with our, my kid's um, child caregiver, my, our babysitter for our house. And she started crying because she said she's scared to go to a playground. There was a shooting at the playground around the corner from my house recently. She says she's scared to walk down the street. She says she's scared to get in the subway. She says she's scared to go to the supermarket. And we are here in New York City where comparatively gun violence is much less than in some other places around the country, red states in particular, where it's much higher, according to the statistics, not anyone's opinion. What do we say to people who feel like who feel like their own rights to feel safe in their communities, to live their lives are being infringed upon by people who are demanding unfettered access to deadly, violent weapons like AR-15s or AR-15 style rifles? Well, Katie, um, good to be with you. I mean, I think there's a couple things to say at the outset. First, of course, that fear is totally logical when you are watching this cascade of senseless random gun violence. Everybody feels like they might be next. But it is also important to right size that fear. You know, I, as we've talked about, I have two kids in the public school system and I, I want them to understand that while gun violence is a real problem in this country, it is still very, very very unlikely uh, that anyone is going to die in a mass shooting. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't take steps to stop this from happening, but it doesn't mean that we all have to live every single minute of every single day in fear and that we have to become one big armed camp to try to prevent that gun violence from happening in our own lives. So I think we have to just settle everybody down for a minute and, and make sure that there's an ability, especially for our kids, to get on with their lives. That being said, obviously, this is happening here at a level that it happens nowhere else in the world. I just left a meeting with a mother who lost her daughter in the Nashville church school shooting, uh, and it is just heartbreaking um, how families who never, ever thought this epidemic would come close to them are now having to deal with it. Um, so what do we do? Uh, we have consensus around parts of the agenda when it comes to what needs to change. 90% of Americans believe in universal background checks. 80% uh, of Americans think we should have red flag laws available to us in every state. And so I know it sounds a little tiring, but we just have to keep at the work of changing out members of Congress and members of state legislatures who don't believe in the things that 90% of Americans believe in and replacing them with people who are going to do the right thing. That's politics. That's democracy. It takes a while, but that's the work that we still have to uh, get done. I hear you. Um, but the randomness of this is what scares people. It's unpredictable. It doesn't feel like you have any control over it. And it feels like it can happen every, anywhere, a supermarket, a school, a mall. I understand the putting into perspective, as we all try to do every day, put everything into perspective and, and live your life, obviously. But it, it, it feels, and you're saying there's incremental movement, it can feel to people that nothing is being done and it's not being taken seriously and that it doesn't matter that the biggest killer of kids in this country is guns. Like, that's just not a big deal. That's what it seems like to a lot of voters out there. 
I don't know how much more explicit you could be. I understand Senator Murphy uh, trying to say, yes, it only occurs very few times. He's right. It's in as much as there are nine people who got killed in, in Allen, Texas, uh, five people who got killed in Cleveland, Texas, and however many else got killed in Tennessee and Florida and California. The one thing is true. It is minute compared to the population of the United States, but it is huge compared to what happens in the rest of the world. It is huge towards the psyche of you not knowing whether you will be that exception, that victim, because there are thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of AR-15s out there, all a potential deadly attack on you. Remember that. So while it's minute, the randomness of this, you know, they talk about it's not the same as in the inner city because in the inner city, it's it's where most of the killing occurs, which is true. But, you know, you just said it in the inner city, right? We need to mitigate what's going on in the inner city. Yes, but there is a consistency of where the crime is occurring. We need to handle that. But the randomness, the randomness of what occurs with the mass killers. They don't know where they're going to act. They don't know where their next act is going to be. There's a difference. There's a difference. And Republicans may, Republican politicians may play like they don't understand it, but they do. But you know what? It's about the mighty dollar and the game of numbers. It is time for us to use the game of numbers against those who allow the unmitigated murder of our Americans. They don't only do it with guns. They do it with healthcare and they do it with so much more. It's the party of death. We spend a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, looks like, yeah, I got that John Carter. Slayton is going to be expelled. Also, we have Eric saying that, uh, what is common in all mental illnesses, which is sad. And the parents he lived with did not know. Um, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I may be a bit behind on what else has been found out about Mr. Garcia, but um, the one thing that I do know is here it is that Republicans want to do nothing about guns. Republican politicians want to do nothing about guns because they said it's a mental illness problem, but they don't want to do anything about mental illness either. They don't want to invest the money into health care that will help people with mental care issues. And I, by the way, and they don't want to pass the laws that says, let's make sure people don't have a mental problem before they are able to uh, garner a, a license to own a, a gun. Oh, but wait a minute. You don't even need a license to own a gun in Texas. Oh, wait, but wait a minute. You don't even need insurance to own a gun that can kill somebody. And you, you own a car, you have to have insurance to cover the mitigated damage that, you, the damage that you can actually do to somebody's property, home, or whatever. You need insurance for that, but you don't need insurance for guns. As the representative, uh, one of my friends at, on, at the Capitol, she's in the state house, both she and here in the state house, and they said, Egberto, it's locked up in, in, in uh, committee right now. I, I forgot to pull the email out. It's locked up in committee right now to go ahead and increase the rate, the, 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 the age at which you can buy these assault rifles. They want to increase it at 21, locked up in committee. They want to do, uh, do other waiting periods. They, they won't even get the time of day. Again, the death, the death caused by these guns, we can say 
without, as a matter of fact, that absent the Republican politicians' policies, we would not have had all these deaths in Texas. So the party of life, the party who talks about the sanctity of life, is getting their citizenry killed. Let's, let's be very clear about that. Blood is on their hands and it continues on their hands. Right after the, the, the massacre, it was interesting that they didn't want to talk about gun. They just wanted to talk about mental illness. Now we find out that this guy had extremist beliefs against Jews, women, Jews and women on social media, right? So they promote, we have the, the Tucker Carlson and all these guys promoting you know, just hate against the other. And, and scoring up and, and making and making uh, somehow making uh, these guys a, a class that's being discriminated against, a class that's being abused. Of course, it isn't. But you sit back and you have some mental problems or you sit back and you have something go wrong in your life. And you then say, oh, the reason it went bad in my life is not because of me. It's because of the other. Reality is the other has suffered a whole lot trying to make it in Los Estados Unidos de America, in the United States of America. You know, I, you guys still read, check out my book, The Tribulations of an Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Latino-Caribbean Man. Because even with a smile, even with keeping, loving on everybody, because I understand how we are all played. But you have not imagined professionally, personally, and otherwise, the things that others go through, the things that I went through. So when I, when I hear these guys uh, complain about what life has done to them, etc., and that is why they are willing to murder indiscriminately, it doesn't play well. It does not play well. Maywood is in the house. Welcome, Maywood. Robert Davenport. Robert, I need to hear from you. Robert Davenport. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We also have Tom C. is in the house and somebody else joined. I think I saw uh, Paul Fleming is also in the house. E2247 is in the house. Mike Cisak is in the house as well. All right. Maywood says, replying to Eric Hayes, Eric Hayes, you're right. We need to get the neoliberals out and progressives who recognize that an education is a public good that benefits everyone, just like the use tool. That was the entire point of the GI Bill, subsidies, college, subsidized college and trade schools and the economy will improve. The society will improve and the tax base will increase. It's, it's math. But you see, remember, uh, uh, Maywood, you're going under the premise that these people want more equity in society, right? In other words, that they, they want to see people get, get more educated, etc. And the fact of the matter is the Powell memo makes it clear. That's not what they want. They want to keep an underclass because an underclass is one that they can control uh, so that they can continue to maintain what they have. Because remember, a more educated population is going to ask a very important question. Why is it that I'm doing all of the work? Why is it that I'm doing that it's my intellect that's doing that's making the society move forward? And why is it that it's a stockbroker and executive making all the money? Where is the fairness in that? Actually, it's not fairness at all. It is thievery. It is others taking your excess labor and profiting from your labor. Always remember that. All right, let's see what we got. Eric Hayes says, Subway, why the push or knife you are 
I don't know what that's saying. Tom C says, Eric Hayes, bill to raise age to buy uh, semi-automatic rifles moves forward, but age to purchase assault weapons should be raised to 93. <laughs> and only if the old guy can pass a background check and an eye test. I love you, Tom. That is a good one. Carl Cox is in the house. How you doing, Carl? Carl says, Texas and Florida are two of the many fascist states in America and run ruled by fascist governors who want to do the same Thing to all of America, no democracy in their eyes. And it's interesting because as I was informed by a few of the Congress, of the representatives on the House in Austin just on Friday, it's not even the governor that's running the show. It is a lieutenant governor running everything in the background. We know we have a very powerful lieutenant governor in, in Texas. That's how the law was written. But even the governor is, has had to acquiesce to everything that the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, in, uh, wants here. Uh, Bridge MCP says in 2012, nearly early, uh, every senator, Senate Republicans voted today to double interest rates on federal college loans for more than 7 million students. Of course, that's what it's all about. Penalize the poor. Lee Grant says there are all types of violence up in New York City. Yes, but not like what we're talking about here. New York is a lot safer than most red states. Uh, John Carter said it is still the greatest cause of death for kids. You're absolutely right. Gun violence is. Uh, Bridge MCP says screen showing the rate of crime. I love you, Bridge, because that is something that we need to see. Wait, is that a complete list? Beautiful. Is that a complete? Oh, I love that. Three, three comparatives. Uh, cities. Let's go ahead and put that on the screen. Bridge wants that on the screen. She gets that on the screen. Violent crime, 37. New York, 28. United States, 22. Property crime, 50.7. Uh, New York, 24.9. United States, 35.4. In other words, New York is pretty darn safe, first of all, compared to Dallas, Texas, but even compared to the United States as a whole, in property crime and violent crime, they are a little bit ahead of the United States in general, which means including all the secluded area, et cetera, et cetera, which is pretty darn good. I think that means crime per 100,000 bridge. You didn't put that part of the, the chart in there. I think when you see charts like that, it usually means crime, number of crimes per 100,000 uh, people in your, in your district or in the area that you're comparing. So I, I think that's what that means. All right, continue going back. Uh, Tom C. says, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see. WW, best places for net crime. Is that one that I can put on the screen? Uh, oh, you, you cut it out already. I see. You cut that out already. We'll go ahead and, um, and check that out a little after. All right. Tom C. says, yes, mental illness is a primary cause of mass shootings. That's because anyone who owns an assault rifle for self-defense is insane and should have their head Examine. You know, um, Tom, you took that to another level of indirection that I hadn't. And that is that shows the level of intellect that we have here in this town, in, in our posse. Because you're absolutely right. Anybody who has the need to own an AR-15 claiming self-defense, there's something that is mentally screwed up in the mind that, that has somebody owning an AR-15 in the first place. I agree with you, Tom C. Uh, let's see what else. Maywood says the Donald doesn't really count. No, if you use aptitude and competency as being required. And then, of course, the only vote that he ever won was the Electoral College because his team figured out how to scam it fair and square. So that's it. You got that right. British MCP said, Eric, if they if the governor doubled the interest rate, GOP, and what are you talking about? That, you know, uh, again, John Carter says, 
We need to call the Texas reps. HB 2744 is a raise the age bill. Demand that the calendar committee schedule it for a floor vote. I, I was told it's going to be hard to get it there because Patrick wants it gone. So no matter what, that, that's what I heard. But uh, uh, Eric is absolutely, I mean, not Eric, um, uh, John is absolutely right. Keep calling them and forcing them to put the bill, 2744, House Bill 2744. Now, the, I don't know what the matching bill is in as the, the Senate bill, what the matching bill is. John, maybe you can tell us that. Bridge MCP says, oh my God, Eric, they changed the rules when it was borrowed. Hence, 11 years later, the problem. Paul Fleming Sr. says, there are seven countries with a travel advisory against the U.S. Yep, they include Australia, Canada, and a few others. Bridge MCP says, Egberto screen. Is that something else you want on the screen, Bridge? Let's see if that's it. Oh, that's one I put on the screen already, Bridge. Uh, continuing with the chat, what we got here past a clean funding bill. White House meeting tomorrow. Today, signed petition for uh, your U.S. Senator passed a clean funding bill. I agree. Peggy Lopez says the GOP. Welcome, Peggy. Uh, Peggy Lopez says the GOP relies on the fears being developed in the general population to bring many of us into the GOP fold. As long as the GOP hears about the fear, they'll do nothing about guns. And you know what's interesting? I think that's what they want at the ballot box as well. If you think that maybe if you go vote that somebody's going to come and shoot up your area, then you'll probably think twice about voting. This is why we have to educate folks right this minute. This is why we have to have a posse ready to defend any American when if, if any one of these nut jobs attempt to come out there and do their evil. Mike Cisak says raising the age wouldn't do squat in any shooting situation. Well, what it does is it keeps less of these guns off of the more of these guns off of the markets. But there's a lot of other things we can do, like uh, confiscate these uh, AR-15s, pay them back for whatever they paid for it and get these things out of circulation. John Cotter says, in this case, the shooter was over 21. There are others that were not. And not only that, John Cotter, I mean, this this guy here, uh, if, if, we, if, if the Republican government had done all the things that they could have done, meaning if we had health care, uh, Garcia would have likely had health care. If we didn't have the evil from the Tucker Carlson and all these guys trying to tell these feeble mind guys that somehow others are against them. So we need to go and clean their clocks, shoot them up. We wouldn't have had these problems again. This is directly responsible from uh, Republican orthodoxy. Republican orthodoxy is a mass killing event. All right, let's continue here. Uh, in the, uh, let's say Paul Fleming says, between uh, the shooter, the, the SUV driver in Texas, I would have a hard time leaving my home. It's amazing, isn't it? Eric Hayes says, Maywood, you want to increase the tax base? What was done with Excel? Uh, Lee Grant says, it will be difficult to disarm Americans when leftists fail to hold criminals accountable. And should tell me how many criminals have been held accountable by any any Republican government. Let's go ahead and go to Oklahoma City. Let's go to, go to Tulsa and see how, uh, how, how are they doing again? Much worse than Houston. Uh, Paul Fleming says, you're right. They will get their parents' gun. Uh, let's continue. We also have uh, Maywood. Uh, that's the conversation. Bridge MCP says, Egberto, sorry here. The crime indices range from one low crime to, one, to 100 high crime. Our crime rates are based on FBI data. Should, you, should, uh, you should know violent crime is composed of four offenses, murder, negligent manslaughter, forcible rape, robbery, and aggravated assault. Uh, property crimes includes the offenses of burglary, larceny, theft, motor vehicle theft, and arson. The object of theft type offenses is that taken uh, of money or property, but there is no force or threat against the victims. Eric Kay says, well, that's a conversation. 
Uh, Lee Grant says, thanks to Bridge the, the, for the evil cat creation. <laughs> Bridge MCP says that most uh, be pretty insecure. And, uh, they must be pretty insecure and a bad hunter if they need an AR-15. You named it, you named it, you named it. Paul Fleming says, what's wrong with me is Republicans, wait, what's wrong with me is Republicans want making it safer for all Americans. I live in a Republican-ran state. I pray every day that I will never have to use a weapon, but I'll be damned if I won't be prepared for anything. You know what's the interesting thing about that? You are going to use a weapon, right? Let's say you're in a Republican state and you decide to, to, to invoke the castle doctrine. What we've seen based on what has occurred in, I don't remember the state, I think it was actually North Carolina or South Carolina, or maybe it was Georgia, where this young lady, uh, her husband was coming in to attack her. She had a gun. She shot a warning shot because she just didn't have the gall to pop a cap in her ex-boyfriend. You know what happened to her? She went to jail. If she had shot him, she could have used the castle doctrine. It's amazing. The party of life supporting death. Egberto, do buybacks like your buddy Turner, which hasn't done squat. Has it not? We'll see. Uh, Paul Fleming says, what's wrong with... Uh, okay, I read that already. Bridge MCP says... Use uh, uh, U.S. doesn't have travel issues. It's the killings goes Eric thing. All right, let's see. Lee Grant says AR-15 are a good way to use to to bust up a federal hog. A big problem in rural Texas. Yeah, but you know, uh, do you really want to do that to the hog? Do you want the bile coming out and destroying the meat? I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and do our second video. Shame on Jake Tapper. One of the reasons I complain about the mainstream media is the false equivalences they, they usually take on. And not only the false equivalence, in this case, allowing the mitigated fallacies from coming out of Republicans' mouth and trying to correct truities coming out of the mouth of progressives. Check this out. We'll then take it on the other side. I could not be more upset at this point with the way uh, Jake Tapper conducted this interview with uh, Karen Finney, uh, Jonah Goldberg, Representative Hillary Shelton, and former uh, Vice President's help, uh, Mark Short. I want you to think about this. Uh, he felt safe enough to castigate both Karen Finney and Representative Hillary Shelton. He think he needed to correct them for the statements that they made, but for the asinine statements made by Jonah Goldberg and Mark Short, oh, that they, he just let it slide by as if it had some validity. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. Uh, you flipped your Trump district in Michigan blue. And I'm wondering, obviously there is no appetite in Congress for the kind of sweeping gun measures that Democrats would like to pass. But what about something like red flag laws, aggressive ones where people can really try to keep guns out of the hands of people who are going through crises. Is that any, is there any possibility of, of bipartisanship there? No, I, I think that there is, Jake. And one thing that I am seeing every day in Congress is a renewed interest to address this national trauma. Now, this goes far beyond the, the carnage that we see bodies stacked up behind an outlet mall. Look at all those people fleeing the mall, the trauma that uh, it reverberates around our country, the mental health crisis that's rising in our young people who have been forced to bear the burden of gun violence in our country, which is now the number one killer of children in the United States of America. This is a uniquely American problem, and we don't have to live like this. 
I don't think that there is a, a, a frontal way at gun control that pol- politically will work in any time soon. So if there are ways to do to make the prop to work the problem, I think it's going to be in the realm of, of, of mental health. Red flag laws, I think, are an important thing. I'm very much in favor of those. Part of the problem is that this is these mass shootings are a form of social contagion where it is people are are, are have a switch flipped when they see this and then they try to and they copycat. And we saw similar things with like political assassinations in the 60s and 70s. And then it just sort of stopped. That's I don't think we can just wait for it to stop because it's such a huge problem. But understanding that it's a it's a socially complex thing and doing things at the margins that help rather than hurt, I think, is the only thing, approach you can take. But it's, this is a shameful. The number one killer of children. And there's nothing. I mean, that's obscene. Right. If we if it was a flu, we would find a vaccine. And I think we have to talk about this as an example of the corrosive impact of money in politics. In Tennessee, the Tennessee legislature, they actually went out of session without passing gun legislation, despite the fact that the mothers from that school where the shooting occurred were there every day for the last two weeks, begging them to just take up legislation. And what, what did they do? They actually went out of session a week early because the gun lobby pushed them and said, don't you dare consider any legislation. I have to say, I, I, I respectfully disagree that money is the is the issue here. I think this is it's a culture. I, I think it's a cultural issue. I think I think people feel uh, uh, an attachment to guns that that is that is beyond a, a five thousand dollar. The NRA sorry. is but bankrupt. I, it's, the, I, it's voters who care a lot about gun rights. But they uh, still I, let me put show pressure you on. I mean, Congressman Mark Short. Let me just show you this. <laughs> so this, this is this is policies that the American people support, according to a recent uh, Fox poll uh, in, in April. 87% support universal background checks, 81% raising the age to 21 for the purchase of all guns, 80% requiring mental health checks, 80% red flag laws. Those don't seem like unreasonable intrusions on con- the constitutional uh, right. Well, I think that if it was really money in politics or the impact of the gun lobby, the reality is that Democrats had control of the House, the Senate, and the White House last Congress that didn't pass gun control legislation. So it's not so easy as we want to portray it as, Jake. But I also think the reality is that this year there have been 13,000 deaths by gun violence. The vast majority, 95% of them, are in inner cities. We have some of the strictest gun control laws in the country. We're not being tough on crime in general. I think we can actually have a much stronger impact if we got serious about getting tough on crime in our inner cities. But then why... Sorry. No, no, no. Mark, last Congress, we did pass a once in a generation safer communities bill to, to combat this. There, I have personally co-sponsored eight different pieces of common sense, of, you know, gun control legislation that has the majority of Americans backing it and Republicans refuse to bring it to the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, we can preserve the Second Amendment and protect our children. This is not a zero sum game. But he's, he's, if I could just make the point that Mark's right in the sense that the AR-15 mass shootings get attention for obvious reasons, but it is the one-offs in the inner city that are actually more deadly uh, and, and well, bigger threats to the survival of America. Well, what have Republicans done about it? Their debt ceiling proposal defunds the police, cuts tens stop. of thousands on, of law enforcement jobs. To be fair, they, they, they haven't it. been specific about any of the cuts. 
uh, which but, is, is not a compliment. But in, in reality, but, but what are accurate. Republicans doing about it? The Democrats are, are out there with bills that will increase law enforcement on the streets. The funding vast majority of inner cities are Democrat controlled, you know. OK, Democrat but there's also been plenty of studies that show actually crime rates are higher in red states than blue states. So if we're going to go down that road, let's talk <laughs> some facts. I want to clarify, though, I'm not saying that money in politics is the only reason. Right. I'm saying with the numbers you just showed about the will of the American people, there should be more, you would think, Republicans should be more willing to come to the table and pass legislation. What what Karen Finney said was absolutely truth. It's money in politics that allows us to have the horrendous gun laws that we have. It is money in politics that have purchased all the politicians that prevent us from doing what is necessary to pass good gun control laws that everybody can live by and reduces crime, not only in the inner cities, but also these terrorists that go out there and just mass kill people. Now, what did what did uh, Jake Tapper do when she said it's money in politics? He said, well, I don't know if it's money in politics, uh, Karen, but, you know, uh, it is money in politics. But here's what he shows right after that to shows you the inconsistency of the discussion when it comes to guns. He shows that 80% plus of Americans wanted background checks. They wanted to restrict guns for people, kids that are over, that are under 21 years. There's a lot of gun control measures that Americans want, over 80%. And he felt sufficiently correct to castigate Kenny, uh, Karen Finney for saying that. Now, Representative Hillary Shelton, she points out that the new budget that the Republicans passed defunds the police. Well, then he says, well, you know, they didn't specify exactly what they want to cut. Well, you know, she should have come back and said, you know, Jake Tapper, you're partially right. They want to defund everything because given that they're saying all things steady at the 2022 level, that's the only way you can do it. Defund just about everything. So you're right about that, Jake Tapper. They don't only want to defund the police. They want to defund your social security. They want to defund your, your, your healthcare. They want to defund just about everything. But again, he felt it was good to castigate her. Now, Jonah Goldberg, I think he made a fool of himself. He's like, oh, we can't do anything about this gun violence because I think it's like copycats, you know, you know, back in the sixties when they were shooting off leaders, uh, shooting leaders, and it just then stopped. And so he wants it to just stop. But he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's not just wait for it to stop. But we can only do certain things on the edges. He showed a certain level of impotence. And did Jake Tapper said, wait a minute, sir. With all the with the high percentage of Americans wanted good gun control, we could actually do it. We don't have to listen to when you say things like, oh, it's cultural or no, that's not true. The polls do not say that. Now, the last lastly, Mark Short comes up when when uh, Shottens comes out and says, you know, they want to defund the police. And Mark Short says, well, look, the reality is Democrats were in power for uh, for a while and they did nothing. You know, given that that um, the, the the host was able to correct Finney, Jake Tapper was able to correct Finney when he incorrectly correct Finney when she said it's money in politics that caused the problem. Why didn't he correct Short and said, well, Short, the Democrats couldn't do anything because they do not have a filibuster proof Senate. And therefore, there's nothing the Democrats could pass that would come into law because Republicans 
are blocking it because Republicans would block it. This just shows the leaning of the mainstream media is always to the right. It's always to protect uh, Republicans when they come on the shows. It caters to them. It coddles them. And uh, progressives and Democrats have just have to claw their way to try to get that message out through mainstream media. To which I say, maybe Karen Finney, maybe Hillary Shulton should start doing more politics done right as opposed to doing MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC. Well, do them, do them too. But maybe you should come here where you actually will get a fair hearing. We absolutely so do so where you may get a fair hearing. Anyhow, Breed says, read ERC, learn. Two, 217 Republicans just voted to cut Social Security. The following is a statement from Alex Lawson, executive director of Social Security Works, who I've interviewed here several times in response to 217 House Republicans voting for a bill that reduces funding for the Social Security Administration. Nearly every Republican in the U.S. House just voted to slash the uh, already inadequate funding of the of the Social Security Administration. If this bill, I repeat, if this bill become law. It will force SSA to close field offices, reduce hours, and lay off thousands of workers. This will make it far harder for Americans to claim the benefits they've earned. Thank you for that one. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Mike Fleming says, uh, Paul Fleming, or Mike Cisak to Paul Fleming, the problem is that often government attempts on solving things only make things much worse. Give me one example of that, because most of the examples I ever hear from Republicans are created. It's a historical constant. So instead of impulsively, emotionally going to government, we should look elsewhere. But leftists, you can't help it. They're authoritarian. Let me ask you this. It's more authoritarian to go to the private sector. You go to government, you're going to we the people. If you go ask Exxon or ask any one of these folks to do something, that is authoritarian because you are going outside of the democratic process. You don't get it. That is how messed up the Powell Manifesto, how effective the Powell Manifesto has been to cloud people's mind as to what is uh, authoritarianism and what isn't. Uh, Mike Cisak says California governor has defaulted on uh, the COVID unemployment money they borrowed in 2021, all $18.7 billion defaulted. I think you better reread exactly what that default that you're speaking about really means. Okay, the last video of the day is about to go now. Jen Psaki nails it. Check this out, and when then we'll go ahead and take it in el otro lado. Inside with Jen Psaki and Colin Allred, our Congressman Colin Allred, they did a great job of deconstructing not only what occurred in Allen, Texas, the massacre that occurred, but they did a lot more. They expanded the discussion. And I want you to listen to this because I think uh, I, I watch a whole lot about what was going on uh, and the people's point of view. And I think they expressed it in the most human form possible. But it's not only that. I think this one reaches people who think there is no other choice. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. 
Many of us don't feel safe from guns anywhere. Every time my kids, age five and seven, walk out the door these days, I am scared to death for their safety. And I know I am not alone. If you don't feel safe at schools or places of worship, you are not alone either. If you don't feel safe at grocery stores or parades or movie theaters, you're not alone. And if you don't feel safe at shopping malls, you are not alone. And if you are sick of being told that calling for change is politicizing tragedy, you are definitely not alone. The issue here is not about you being outraged or fearing for your own life and the lives of loved ones. The problem is not you calling for change and for leaders to actually do something. The people politicizing tragedy here are not the people calling for change. The people politicizing tragedy are those fighting against change. And unfortunately, Texas is a prime example. Here's what Governor Abbott had to say in an NRA convention held in Texas just days after the shooting in Uvalde last year. Remember this. There are thousands of laws on the books across the country that limit the owning or using of firearms. Laws that have not stopped madmen from carrying out evil acts on innocent people in peaceful communities. So clearly Governor Abbott felt pretty good about the gun laws in his state at that time. And boy, has he continued to make the NRA proud. Texas doesn't require a person to pass a criminal background check before buying a gun from an unlicensed seller. Texas does not require you to obtain a license before carrying a handgun in public. And not to be outdone, Greg Abbott's pals in the United States Senate have worked hard to keep the NRA in their good graces as well. This is not an excuse to infringe the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. Doing that will do nothing to fix tragedies like this. Inevitably, when there's a murder of this kind, uh, you see politicians trying to politicize it. Uh, you see Democrats and a lot of folks in the media whose immediate solution is to try to restrict uh, the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens. That doesn't work. It's not effective. It doesn't prevent and guess what? They both have sterling A ratings from the NRA to show for it. And yes, they've always have the right words to say for the base. They always have the right talking points, plenty of thoughts and prayers, and calls for outraged citizens not to talk politics. But when families have suffered, when communities are reeling as they are in Allen today, refusing to act to protect the people in your state out of fear of your base of support is politicizing tragedy. Refusing to support common sense gun reform measures because you fear losing your A rating with the NRA is politicizing tragedy. So don't be muzzled by the people who accuse you of politicizing a mass shooting when you call for change. They want you to be silent and they want you to let this slip from the headlines so that they can go back to being comfortable instead of politically courageous. Joining me now is Congressman Colin Allred, who represents a district very close to where the shooting happened yesterday. He just announced his run for Senate against Ted Cruz. Every North Texan knows that outlet mall. It's a place where you can go to get good deals. It's not a place where you should be worried that a madman's going to come in and try and murder you and your family. I couldn't agree with you more about being so worried about your kids. Every time I send my four and two-year-old off to school, I see them go off with someone else, I worry about them. But it doesn't have to be this way. Our public places don't have to become memorials. That church could just be where your daughter got married. It doesn't have to be the site of the next mass shooting. These are policy choices that have been made by the state of Texas and, of course, largely blocked in the United States Senate, leading with Ted Cruz. Congressman Jeff Leach, who represents Allen, a district very close to your current congressional district, uh, had this to say last night. Here we are, and uh, we are resolute in um, 
in, in our commitment to pray for, um, praying and believing for the victims and their families. Everybody puts forward thoughts and prayers. Of course, everybody's praying for people during this moment, but he didn't have any solutions in there. How do you reason with somebody like yeah. that? Well, prayer is important, but so is action. Uh, and we know that there are common steps, sense steps that we can take to make sure that this doesn't happen in our country. We're not more violent than other countries. We don't have a more predilection to violence in this country. We have easier access to weapons of war that can do more damage than other countries do. And that's why we keep having this happen over and over and over again. It's a form of mass terror. When you don't feel safe in public, it's also impacting your freedom. This is something that I think we all understand implicitly. If you're not free to go out to the mall or to the movie or to your place of worship, then you have been impacted by this. And that's what we are seeing. Every single parent, I think, on Monday, tomorrow, is going to feel something when they drop their kids off at school. They're going to feel that worry. The, the idea that two young people, uh, Congressman uh, Colin Allred and uh, 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 Jen Psaki, who has kids, can actually see that the Texas Republican government, for all practical purposes, has taken the freedom of Texans away, and with that, Americans away. The, the evil that lies within because they want to be A raiders with the NRA, because there is money in politics and all of that, it cannot be seen in any other light. And the idea now is for Americans to understand that they are already, Texans to understand that they are already empowered to go ahead and force the change. Those thugs in Austin, those thugs that populate Congress, who are simply doing the bidding of the NRA and the gun organizations, they can be voted out. But you have to take the step to make sure that you vote really for life. We spend a lot of, hey, thank you for pointing that great piece out. Uh, the immigrant, those immigrants do what lazy, you know what Americans won't. And it's so true. It is so true. You know, you couldn't afford your vegetables if those immigrants weren't picking those vegetables for you. You couldn't afford your meat. Bridge MCP, thank you so kindly for that super chat. It's the gun. People need mental and background checks and age limits. Absolutely, Bridge MCP. Thank you so kindly for starting our are for starting up today with a super chat. Anybody else wants to join Bridge MCP and provide us with these great super chats that help keep this stuff going? You just have to click that super chat or just click join, whichever one you prefer. Click join. Are you you know there's another way that you can also support us. There's a thank you on the um on YouTube that you can click on thank you and provide thank yous as well via YouTube. Look guys, I really appreciate your support. We need it. So very much. Not only do we need support here, I've been, sometimes I feel like a confounded at you at K, KPFT as I'm asking for folks to fund us, to fund us, to fund us. Explain Super Chat for me, please, Bridge. Super Chat is a way of helping us. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, when you're chatting inside of YouTube, you can actually get your your the message that you want to put out there in a different color view depending on the amount that you give you get a bright color etc it's it's all it, it's all good we also have thank yous that uh, if you're on a youtube channel you can just go ahead and click under the thing that says thank you and provide a thank you to the program if 
you are so inclined to do, because that is how we can continue doing what we're doing. Paul Fleming says, when illegals come here to work, most of the time, employers have them pay taxes because they don't want to pay the workers taxes. In other words, it's just another form of slavery because they actually will work until they die. But some of us don't care as long as we can continue with our daily lives. Uh, Eric said, or rather, Bree says, Eric, it's just a way of supporting the show. Choose the amount and speak. Tom C says, Bridge MCP, it's not that what Americans, it's not that Americans are lazy. It's that companies don't want to pay a living wage for difficult work. Immigrants will take those jobs for lower wages because that's all they can get. That's a very good way of putting it as well, Tom C. Daniel Ledo says, it is sad that Egberto cares so little about his family that he won't, he won't defend them without a gun in the home. His family will be murdered. Now, really, there are other ways that there's other ways to defend without a gun. And, and by the way, you don't know that I don't have a gun. I haven't said that I don't have a gun. I don't like guns, but I never said I didn't have a gun. I never said I wouldn't have a gun, but I, there, I, I won't let folks know that particularly. But let me just tell you, there are a lot of better ways to defend your home, even with somebody with an AR-15, if you are prepared. And you know what? Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't say this because I'd let folks try on their own and see what happens. But anyway, Eric Hayes says, living wages have been punched with bad economic policy. So right. Paul Fleming says, I have two dogs. There you go, Paul. There you go, Paul. Anyhow, um, anyway, folks, please support the show. We are coming close to the end of the show. So it's time for me to go ahead and say, guys, 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 please go ahead and support the show. And how can you support politics done right? You can support politics done right in many ways. But you know what? All the different forms in which you can support Politics Done Right can be found at this link, uh, politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support is one way. You have all the different ways in there to support Politics Done Right. And uh, again, you can, you know, we're talking about, I told you about that new book that I'm writing. I haven't released it as a book. It's still a series on, um, on, on, uh, Amazon, please consider taking a look at it. I think they're still giving away points for checking it out on Amazon. It's at politicsandright.com slash tribulations, politicsandright.com slash tribulation. Let me go pull that up and see if I can pull, if it still pulls up. Yeah, there it is. It, it, there it pulls up. Anyhow, um, it says eight, I think I have more than eight episodes, but I got to take a look at that. Read episode number eight. Oh no, I'm on episode number eight. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So check that out if you get a chance to, to read it. That also supports what we're doing here. Likewise, uh, please, if you're if you're if you have the option to, please support us on PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can support us on Patreon. I need a whole lot more patrons, politicsandright.com slash patreon. I'm gonna to have to have my own little fun drive for um uh pretty soon because you know we're heading to Chicago for the um Netroots Nation where I'll be interviewing a whole lot of folks. And you know, I'm going to bring you guys a whole lot of stuff live from the floor. I'm on Radio Row at Polit at, uh, at, at Netroots, as usual. So we'll be doing our thing out there and supporting all of you there. Most of the time when illegals come here, I don't like calling folks illegals. Call them undocumented. They use just identification of an American and defraud them of their IDs. That is true what Mike Cisak just said, because that's the only option that they pass the E-Verify system. Carl Cox says, conservatives believe death by means, guns, and lack of affordable health care is a good thing. 
that's the, I mean, actions speak louder than words, right? Chicago, be careful, dangerous place. No, Chicago is not dangerous. You say that's a lie that you hear. Chicago has dangerous spots, but the plutocracy allows the rest of Chicago to live a great life. Downtown Chicago. I was in Chicago several times with the, with the coffee party. I stayed in neighborhoods and we rented homes and it was safe. We walked at one in the morning. We were taking walks on one, one in the morning to the lake. No, it's not a dangerous place. Where is dangerous is Texas. It's, um, Bridge MCP is absolutely right about that. Texas is a lot more dangerous than Chicago. Anyhow, uh, please support the show. I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.